Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It is Hockey Talk, it is Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar coming at you live-ish, live to tape on the ChairShot Radio Network. That's right, Hockey Talk, part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com where we remind you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com, always use your head. And Dave and I are here to talk about all things hockey. We had another major trade happen across the hockey landscape. Patrick O'Dowd called it, and it happened. Uh, and so we'll, we will definitely get into that because it, of course, involves my beloved St. Louis Blues. However, Dave and his Caps had a pretty unique game this past week against the Carolina Hurricanes. Dave's already rolling his eyes. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Much to Dave's chagrin, but I'm sorry, Dave, before we get into all of those conversations, how you doing, man? I know you're not not keen on the hockey right now. (laughs) I, it it is what it is. I, I kind of, I've been waiting for this to happen all year and the injuries have caught up with the, the caps and now uh, you know, sad news, of course, coming out of Russia. I'm sure we'll talk about that with Alex Ovechkin. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, you know, the rich seem well, to be getting richer right now this time of year, and that's fine. You know, I think I, I'm right. excited for the playoffs. I, I don't I, I know we're going to talk about it. I, I'm just looking through things. I don't see even a team like Boston. I don't see them being a lock to do this thing. But so I think the playoffs are going to be really good. Our teams won't be involved, but it'll be good anyway. No, that's true. Our teams definitely won't in, be involved. And so let's let's dive into games. And after the commercial break, we will talk. No, no, you know what? I'm going to flip that. We're going to talk about the big trade first, and then we'll talk about the playoff picture on the backside. So let's talk about the big trade, and then we'll talk about uh, your unfortunate game. Uh, Four-game losing streak for the Caps, man. Like, you are you are struggling. Um 
But before we get into talking about teams struggling, not struggling, whatnot, last week when we talked about the Vladimir Tarasenko trade to the New York Rangers, I I predicted on our show that the Blues weren't done selling and that Ryan O'Reilly, who was in a contract year, was probably on the block and I would like I was betting it was a matter of when not if on when and where he would get dealt sure enough the blues I'm gonna I'm actually gonna bring the trade up so I can read all of it but the biggest piece of it is that the blues traded Ryan O'Reilly to the Toronto Maple Leafs for draft picks like that's that's the name of the game for the Blues right now as they are in full-scale sell. They're, they are full-scale sell. They have made it very, very clear that this is now a full-on reboot. And and they did it. And so let's see if I can get this. really need a second screen. Nope, don't want to do that. I'm going to move that. There we go. Scroll down. So, O'Reilly and Achari go to the Maple Leafs in a three-way trade with the Blues and the Wild. The Blues get the whole trade up here. This happened this past Friday. Toronto acquired Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari, um, and they were in the lineup right away for the Maple Leafs when they played the Canadians on that Saturday. The Blues received the rights to Ford prospect Joss Pillar, from the Wild for O'Reilly, then traded him and Achari to the Maple Leafs for Toronto's first round pick in the 2023 draft, the Ottawa Senators' third round pick this year, Toronto's second round pick in the 2024 NHL draft, and forwards Mikhail Abramov and Adam Gaudet. Minnesota received Toronto's fourth round pick in the 2025 wow. NHL draft. So yeah, the Wild. It, like, like the wild didn't really get anything out of this. Uh, seemed to be like one of those weird NBA trades where they're a cog in the wheel to make it all happen, probably to make the money work. Um, I hate this trade. Um, I understand why the Blues did it, but I hate this trade because I really, really, I liked Ryan O'Reilly more than I liked Vladimir Tarasenko. And when we picked up O'Reilly in a trade with, uh, I think, like the Sabres. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, forever ago. And, you know, I get it. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I, I've been saying this all season. Doug Armstrong, as a general manager, has made it a practice uh, to re-sign unrestricted free agents he intends to keep in the offseason. So the second training camp started, the clock was ticking. And once the puck dropped on the blue season opener, Writing was kind of on the wall that the Blues weren't going to re-sign Ryan O'Reilly and were likely going to deal. I hate that the front office cited the team's inconsistent play as the reason that they went full sell because the, the fuck? Like, really? I feel like they were going to trade him no matter what. I feel like they were going to let him go no matter what, that they had decided at the beginning of the season to to do a full to do a full reload. So anyway, that's, that's what I got. And, um, 
I recognize you hate this trade, but if you're a Toronto fan, you have to love this trade. It's it's well, absolutely. A, it's a great trade for them. They've got, you know, this is what this is like a component they've been missing, you know, that that veteran leadership, a captain that you could put on there with, you know, with Tavares to help Tavares, a, a proven winner, a Stanley Cup champion. Um that is something Toronto desperately needs that they've they've been lacking. Um it's a great rental for Toronto. We don't know, you know, who knows what happens with with O'Reilly once the season ends. But yeah, I mean, when we, I think we talked about it uh, when we first mentioned Ryan O'Reilly, teams that could use him. Toronto was one of the ones that we mentioned as as a team that could use that kind of leadership. So I know it. If I was you, I would hate it as well. I I don't begrudge you that at all. Looking at it from a Toronto's fan standpoint, it's it's got to be exciting for them. You know, they're they're going to have an uphill battle certainly to get out of their division um, in the playoffs when you look at the teams that they're going to likely face. But yeah, I thought when it came down and you sent it to me, I'm like, wow, it's only a matter of time before my guys start dumping pieces too. But um, great, great trade for the Maple Leafs. Shitty for the Blues, but. Right. I, and the other part, I want to be a fan for a second as we talk about this a little bit more. The problem is, is for me as a fan, this tells me the next season is a wash too more than likely like like next season is like because now we're clearing cap space now we're we're going to be drafting a bunch of folks we're going to throw a ball against a wall see who sticks you got to figure just by sheer volume of picks that they've picked up and Doug, Doug Armstrong has some capital now to maybe trade for some new pieces if he wants to or try to completely rebuild the future like because just within the O'Reilly and Tarasenko trade they've now picked up like something like eight picks over the next two drafts uh, in addition to whatever it is that they have for their own picks. So it's, it's going to be more interesting for the blues organization to watch their AHL teams as opposed to their NHL teams, because that's going to be the future. Like I might go because I I don't know if we've talked about this, the St. Louis blues uh, AHL affiliate, uh, is the Springfield Thunderbirds in Springfield, Massachusetts. That's 20 minutes from where I live. I, sh- I should go to these games and check these guys out because that's that's the future of my hockey team. And they've got some good talent. Like, they made it to the cup finals in the HL last year, and, and now we're adding to that. So that may be my hockey viewing. for Next year's Hockey Talk is just going to be me giving AHL updates of the St. Louis Blues <laughs> wow. farm program. I can uh, I will uh, I'll go to some Condors games here in Bakersfield and I think they are still the affiliate affiliate of the Oilers. Um I don't know it's funny I was playing like any, uh, one of the NHL hockey games and I'm playing my franchise and like some goalie for the Islanders got hurt and they brought in this relief guy and he had on the Bakersfield Condors mask. I'm like, "Wow, that is true to detail." But uh yeah, it, it's 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 the vicious cycle of sports, isn't it? You know, you look at the Blues Stanley Cup champions in 2019, you know, Washington Nationals World Series champions in 2019. And how quickly you go from champion to rebuild and just like overnight, you know, like, I mean, you know, Nationals are a good example, trading everybody to the Dodgers, stockpiling prospects and draft picks. But yeah, it, it sucks when, and I, you know, I think my, the Capitals are about to go through it and, and you just watch this stuff happen in front of you. And as a fan, it's painful to realize we are not going to be good for a while. Right. And and it's the business side of it too. Like I get it. This is hot. You know, this is the business of, of sports, 
you know, running a major sports team, this is this is kind of part of the ebbs and flows of it all. Like there are very few franchises that just maintain a high level of greatness for any period of time. It's just not the way professional sports work anymore. It's all about parody and it's all about and, and the blues, I will never ever begrudge the cap problems that Doug Armstrong created for the blues in the last two seasons, because those cap problems still gave me the only Stanley cup in franchise history and is the only sporting event with my team. That's, that's, that's moved me to tears when, when they won it. Like you, you guys, you saw me shortly after they won, Like I was very emotional for for quite some time after they after they beat the Bruins in 2019 because that was was it like I've seen the St. Louis Cardinals win multiple World Series you know I've seen the Chicago Bears even in 1985 when I was a child win a Super Bowl and go back in 2012 and you know they suck and they're terrible but I've never gotten excited like you know to the level and felt the joy that I, that I got to feel with the St. Louis Blues, and so I I will be forever grateful to the front office for that. Right. However, and, it does hurt to watch your team be just terrible. No, and I mean, for you and me, it's 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 doubly hard because this is a connection we have because the year before the Blues won it, the Caps went on that unlikely ridiculous run, and I have the same emotions, you know, as far as like. 44 years, you guys went even longer. It was 44 years before we finally broke through. And and both of our franchises had these horrific, tortured playoff histories. It just shit going wrong. That's like, that's not possible. It, yeah, it is. And it happened to our teams. And so in back-to-back years, we both went through that run of emotions. You know, I went back to D.C. for the banner raising. That's how important it was for me. Um, so, yeah, and for both of our teams. And now here we are, five, four five and four years respectively, you know, separated from championships. It's, um, yeah, it sucks. It's difficult, but you're right. It, it's the nature of the game, you know, and, 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 you know, the caps had to do that before they sucked for like three or four or five years before they got Ovechkin. You're looking at, okay, yep. we're into that same sort of uh, penguin, same way when they got Crosby, it, it's, it's cyclical and it sucks, but it's the nature of the beast. Absolutely. Uh, before we go into our our first commercial break, let's uh, let's talk a little bit of who else, who else could be dealt, and, and who and who's going to get them. I guess is the real question. I'm still waiting for Carlson to be dealt. That's that's the one. I'm sure it's coming, um, but I just I yep. just don't know when you know where that's going to come in. Um, but that's kind of the one that I'm thinking. All right, when does that shoe drop and to where is he going to go? That's that's the one I'm watching. I'm kind of looking at oh, other guys who might be let's see. What's that? Well, who's nhl.com talking about? Yeah, Patrick Kane, there's been a lot of buzz about him. He's the other one. Carlson's yep. the one. Patrick Kane, um I know he made some interesting comments about the Rangers that he wanted to kind of go there before the Tarasenko trade went down. So, yep. I think that's important because it tells me Patrick Kane is not as married to the Blackhawks as we otherwise might have thought and is willing to move to a contender. Um, it's just, you know, you look at who are they got a Bertuzzi, Brock Boser, Bonino from the Sharks. I mean, uh, what about Mac? What about Max Domi? Yeah. 
Well, at, at age 27, and this is on the list, you know, he's 27 years old, one of the best scorers on a bad Blackhawks team. Um, it would be a rental again. He got, he got, he got traded last season as well. Um, I, I think he would be an intriguing offensive pickup and a physical presence as the NHL.com describes them. Yeah. Timo Meyer from the sharks. That's another one that I, I think the sharks are in full sell mode. Um, they got Lars Eller from the caps on here. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy who he scored a cup winning goal, cup winning goal for the capitals. He's, right. he's one of their better face-off men. Uh, so yep. yeah, he could be, if the caps are in sell mode and I'm sure they're about to get there, I'm looking at, um, defenseman Luke Shen. That might be good goalies. I mean, Varlamov would be a, a solid backup. I, I don't think who, you know, the, the Islanders have Sorokin, so they don't really need, Varlamov, so you're looking at it, teams out there who could use a solid, steady uh, backup goaltender. Varlamov's just got a ton of experience. Maybe right. he'd be somebody I'd be looking at. But I think right now, it, Jonathan Taze is another interesting kind of, you know, the Blackhawks uh, have obviously disappointed. So, uh, Right, but Jonathan Taze, he's also, Jonathan Taze is a prove-it pickup because he's his production has dropped pretty significantly. Uh, as father time starts to I mean, to wait, work its way in. You so. look at you look at the guys on the list who are who you know anybody over thirty is like okay that, that's a rental. But you look at guys like Bertuzzi, Bozer's twenty five, like you said, Domi's twenty seven. You got some young guys on here mixed right. in with these thirty. Everybody everybody seems to be thirty four. Taze, Kane, Eller, you know all these guys. It's like or Eller's only thirty three, but um yeah I. I think the big ones I'm waiting for, Eric Carlson is the one I'm looking at. Uh, I know Klingberg from the Ducks is another one, and uh, Meyer and Kane. Yeah, Kane's the one to watch. Right. That I, Who do you think could benefit from a guy like Patrick Kane, proven Stanley Cup champion? You look at the teams that are out there. Tampa Bay hasn't made any moves yet. Maybe. It, yeah, but, but do they really need to? I, I mean, hard. I guess, like... I mean, that's just a, that's a core of teams. It's really, it's funny because when I think of a team that needs leadership and cup winners, uh, it's not the Lightning. <laughs> I think, it, I think, I think of Toronto. I think of actually, you know, New Jersey, the Devils. Yeah, Jersey. You know, they're trying to make a push, getting somebody again who's experienced and won a cup and is a, is a strong veteran leader. He might be a good move. Dallas, Carolina, Dallas. Carolina can't ever get over the hub. Dallas is a what, team that could use him. Yeah, but what's where's Dallas? Is what's Dallas? I don't know. Maybe I mean again, they're sitting pretty, so it's kind of hard to, you know, yeah, you know, I'm not. Maybe yeah, I can see that. Colorado, they they look like they need to change somewhere, but or and here's the other one, if if you're looking for a veteran leader for a team that hasn't been there before, Seattle Kraken, yeah, um, who are still hanging right in there. They they are in there, but we'll talk about teams and standings and where they are on the backside of this break. Uh, this trade deadline now starting to fast approach, and yet still seems so far away. It's such a weird, weird time. What a time to be alive! And there's a lot of deals to be made as teams start to retool for the future. The Blues have just been more aggressive about retooling for the future than others, and um, you know more teams will start to shed payroll shed unrestricted free agents that they're not going to resign and try to stockpile talent and draft picks uh, 
in the near future. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to let Dave talk a little bit about his, uh, his caps and their uh, unique stadium game experience did not go their way. And we'll look at the standings one last time before we head out of here. Uh, before we head to our recorder commercials, though, I do want to remind you all that if you enjoy Hockey Talk, if you enjoy the Chair Shot Radio Network and all of our quality content, uh, and you want to support us, uh, there's two ways you can really help us here at thechairshot.com. The first is to, to get our name out there and really support our brand, whether that's talking it up or by investing a little bit of money, which is the second way you can really help us. And heading over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and investing in one of the many chair shot shirt designs that we have out there. I am currently wearing a chair shot shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com for one of my other shows, Bandwagon Nerds. Um, And there are plenty of other shirts to choose from, multiple designs, repping various sayings that we've had on programs, shows, making fun of our great fearless leader, Greg DeMarco. They're all there. And they're only $19.99, around $20 a shirt. And if you're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, you can always spend a few dollars more and get it soft style. Everyone recommends it soft style. I do too. Your skin will thank you. We love doing this every single day. We love putting out this content for you all. And the only way we can keep this thing going is for people to get our names out and to honestly support us a little bit financially too. It doesn't hurt. Again, that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot for all your chair shot shirt needs. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the NHL standings and talk a little outdoor stadium game between the Carolina Hurricanes and Dave's Washington Capitals. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Hockey Talk. David Ongar, Patrick O'Dowd, still chatting up with you. Dave, I know the game itself made you sad, but can you at least admit that the stadium game between Carolina and Washington looked pretty cool and got a heck of a crowd for Carolina in the wintertime? Like, you got to appreciate that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And it was a... They, the fans in Carolina, they really came out in force with this thing and, and made it a memorable event. You know, I mean, something that we all talk about the Winter Classic as the marquee event, man. This this game, not the game itself, but just the stadium and everything around it didn't take a backseat to the Winter Classic at all. I mean, these guys made this feel 
festive tailgate parties, marching bands, all this great pomp and circumstance that made this really memorable. And it and it goes to show as much as I dislike them because they're in my division. But uh, Carolina's got a tremendous fan base that is really kind of underestimated around the NHL as far as rabid, passionate fan bases who really get into what their team is doing. Uh, shout out to Dr. S'mores, his boys. Uh, they they really had, a, it was a great event, a, a tremendous atmosphere. You couldn't have gotten a better atmosphere. Um, and then the game started and, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, you're just being salty because you're a fan of the Caps. And so, yeah, it's a little bit of woodshed action. I'm sorry, oh, man. They got, it they sucks. Got, they got taken to the woodshed twice by this team in the in the last week. I mean, they they were kind of competitive the first game, but the, you know, and the Caps usually do really well in these outdoor games. And, and this one, they just, dude, they didn't show up. I mean, I read I read the review of it on, on on Russian Machine Never Breaks, which is the Caps main blog, and they called the effort pathetic. And they're right. You know, I mean, Tom Wilson scored a goal that I don't know how he scored, but really there's nothing there. There's no offense with this team. They they have with Ovechkin out. They have lost their identity completely. Uh, it's it's really depressing to watch these guys fall apart like that. But on the other side, you got Carolina is one ten of eleven. And, you know, if, if I'm the Boston Bruins and I'm looking at a team, I may not be excited about playing in the playoffs. Might be these guys because they're playing really, yeah, really, really well. You're not going to play them until the finals anyway. Yeah, probably not. So I, at that point, you hope it's a good thing. Yeah, I uh, I'm sorry, man. Like and your caps are definitely in a little bit of a free fall right now. They've lost four in a row, as I mentioned, at the top of the show. Uh, how much of that has to do with, you said injuries catching up, you know, you're without Ovechkin, any, uh, any timetable, by the way, have you seen any timetable on when he's allegedly returning? No, I mean, you know, his dad just passed away this week. I know he's over in Russia. Um, they, Laviolette hasn't said anything. Nobody's been committal. I think Alex did send a message to the team before the game that he loves them and was thinking of them. Um, I, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to be some pressure mounting on him to get back because, you know, you look at it, I'm on NHL.com reading the article right now, TJ Oshie, we're running, kind of running out of room here. Um, it, you know, as much as I want to bury these guys are still just only one point out of the playoff spot. And right. I was, and, I was going to say that you're, you're one point out and, and, behind New, the and Islanders. The, thing is, the Islanders aren't doing much. They got the Horvat trade. They're not winning. The Panthers beat up on the caps this week, but they're not winning that much. So, Yes, they're seemingly out of it because they're not playing well. But if they get some guys back and and Ovechkin comes back and and I I do believe when Ovi comes back he will come back with a renewed purpose and, and will want to do something special to honor his dad. Uh, that could right. be problematic for other teams in the league because the last thing you need is to motivate him any more than he already is. And um, so maybe, maybe, but I think they've got, you know, maybe if he's gone for another week or something like that, it won't be too bad by the time he comes back where they can still make a push, right. but they got to get him back within the next couple of weeks to have any hope. Cause they just are floundering, um, you know, outscored seven, right, seven yeah. have not led during their past four games. You know, that when you're outscored by 10 goals in the last four games, that's, that's just not good. You know, no offense at all. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. And it's it's 
it is funny because we're talking about how poorly they're playing. The the top of the wild card group right now is really kind of middling until you get down to around Detroit and Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's you know six three and one out of their last ten. Detroit is seven and three out of their last ten. Ottawa is six three and one out of the last ten. The thing that I always go back to though is outside of Buffalo. Detroit and Ottawa aren't scoring nearly as well as Buffalo is, you know, just in terms of their goal differential. Buffalo is a team I'd be, you talked about teams to be aware of. I'd be aware of Buffalo just because they can outscore you. They can, but I, I, I think Detroit's the more complete team right now. They're the ones who I'd be a little bit well, more. Well, they're playing well right now. They're playing well, and I think they they just they strike me as a little bit more balanced than Buffalo. Like, I agree with you. Buffalo's got the offense to be problematic. Um, I think Detroit's a little bit better on defense than the Sabres are, and they would be the ones I'd be a little bit more concerned about coming down the stretch. Um, you know, and there's a team that's gone through the rebuild process and is now looking like they might be ready to take that next step forward. So, and you got, you know, I think you got the Caps and the Red Wings are going to play this week. That's going to be an actually kind of a big game all of a sudden when you look at where these teams are respectively in the standings. Um, that takes on a whole new meaning. So, yeah, that it'll it'll be. It feels like the Caps are done just because they've been playing so poorly, but in reality. I guess they're not. And it puts them, you know, their GM's in a really tough spot because do you go at the trade deadline? Do you, how are you feeling about your team right now? You'd have to say, we got to be sellers because we're not going to make it. But really, I don't know how comfortable you can be with that kind of mindset either. If you're wait, are you, are you trying to call the caps sellers right now? One point out of the wild card and you're calling your team a seller. I'm saying that I'm I'm sorry, man. Come on. I'm saying that is Randy Quaid in major (laughs) league two to a team right there. But if you're the GM of that team and you're looking at the way they're playing, I mean, would you want to go out and be a buyer right now? I mean, maybe not a full on sell, but if you can, if you can cut a deal and get rid of somebody who is going to get you something good in return. who we just talked about some rentals that might be worth picking up in the previous segment. Go get Domi. Go, go get, get Domi. Kane. Go, go get Domi. Yeah, that would be like good. like Kane I, would be great I, I don't them. know. Like I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you what capital the the Washington you know Capitals huh, uh, have available to them to make a to make a move. But you know, you're sitting here as a like I I love you, Dave. You're you're sad fan though right now with this like this doom and gloom because you're a point out your best player isn't with the team currently. You're in a rough patch. And by next week, this is why we look at the last hit. By next week, you could be you could be singing a different tune. So yeah, you've got some big games coming up. Detroit's making a move. You really gotta be ready for them. But I don't I don't think you're dead yet. Uh, they, no, I don't they think need, you're in any trouble. They need Ovi back. They need John. John Carlson's a big question mark as to when, because he's right. been out since before Christmas when he took that puck to the head. And you're talking about your best defenseman, your best offensive defenseman. You're looking at why can't they score? Well, you know, that's that's part of the problem. But yeah, I they're in a tough, it's an interesting situation. But Detroit and Buffalo, I think you're right. They're the teams to watch. Ottawa's kind of playing better. Um but still, they're Ottawa, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, they are. They're Ottawa, and you just don't trust them. Over on the West, you know, you got to talk about scary teams in the wildcard hunt. The Edmonton Oilers, always scary. Uh, 
I laugh because the Blues are in a full, you know, they've gone full on sell. Technically, they're in the in the whole like list of who's left. They're right in the middle. Um, but that goes back to Doug Armstrong's like inconsistent play. They're they're going to drop down. I don't see any bottom half wild card standing teams in either division as teams capable of making a run once you get past the Detroit Red Wings. No. Uh, I mean, Calgary and so Calgary's the only team I see out west that I'd say maybe Nashville if they got hot at the right time, but otherwise there's nothing there. No, it's it's Edmonton and kind of everybody else. You know, Minnesota's okay, but I would say it's Edmonton and everybody else. And that's that's kind of where that's kind of where we go. So all right. Well, next week, everyone, Dave will come back and we'll either be still in the basement crying about how terrible our caps are, even though they'll be like a point out of the wild card, or it'll have all turned around and Dave will be okay for at least one more week. Um, you know, if it's if you're if you're so if you're too far down in the doldrums, Dave, we can always we can always take a week off. We could do a five by five. I threw one out there. Um, that we might be able to do. Uh, I guess it kind of depends on you and your emotional well-being, okay? <laughs> so you think about it, all right? Because hogs, hogs, I'll help you feel better. Well, Pat, but based I- on our teams, I think we both would be, uh, we would both qualify for diagnosis of PTSD based on being Blues well, or Caps fans. I, dude, I'm at peace with where the Blues are. Like, say what you will about their, like, as a fan, I know where they're going. And I couldn't have said that two weeks ago before they made the trade to, to get rid of Tarasenko. Once they traded away Vladimir Tarasenko, my outlook completely shifted on the Blues entirely because we're done. He, Doug Armstrong is done trying to kind of make it work and hold on and cobble it together. He has said, we're, we're restarting. This is a full reboot now for the St. Louis Blues. And I can live with that as yeah. a fan. The so, uncertainty is not fun. That's for sure. So at least if you're like, yeah, hey, we're gonna suck and I'm gonna embrace it. That's cool. Right. You're still on the roller coaster. That's part of the problem. Like yeah. the roller coaster has not True. has not stopped for you. Like the blues have not only stopped the roller coaster, they have left the amusement park. They have gone home. The, they are they're on they the are, tram. <laughs> they're heading to the parking lot. Right. They're 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 taking the bus back to the hotel uh, and calling it a day. And and that's okay. That's professional sports sometime. Baseball season is right around the corner, my brother. And spring training hope springs ever eternal. Uh, all right. On that note, I'm going to call it on this week's edition of Hockey Talk. Before we get out of here, Dave, tell everybody where they can find you on the Chair Shot Radio Network and on the socials. You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. Facebook.com forward slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. I am on the Chair Shot Radio Network every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Monday, I'm talking nerdy stuff on Bandwagon Nerds. Tuesdays, I'm here with David Ungar talking hockey and music. And on Wednesdays, talking wrestling with one Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco Show. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's edition of Hockey Talk. Hopefully next week, we get happy, Dave. Not Randy Quaid, Dave, but we'll have to wait and see. You've been listening to Hockey Talk on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. 
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 